0: I don't like that. Checking and checking and checking and checking and checking and checking my mic. Hi, we're recording. That was so loud. Oh god. Hi, we're (laughs) hi.
1: Dude, the mics are so buggy because of whoever was in here before us. I'm I'm
0: convinced of that. Oh my god. I'm fairly certain that someone Spilt something in here and I hate them.
1: There's literally a sign on the door that
2: says, All drinks must be covered, dry snacks only. And oh it's God, like, No serious. That says,
0: Do not remove equipment from recording studio. That means someone removed equipment from the re- recording studio.
2: I bet you they took one of the mics and took it into another
1: room. I wonder if that oh, happens. You know
0: what? I wouldn't be surprised.
1: No, it wouldn't surprise me. What? Okay, we're recording, um, right? Yeah. Oh, we've been recording. Oh okay.
0: I hate this. I hate this. This mic thing. Whoever, <laughs> if you came in here before us, fuck you.
1: Yeah, we spent we spent a, a hot minute trying to figure out what happened with the mic. Well, righteous dude. <laughs>
0: Well, um, I have a, I have a pretty long story, mm-hmm. so I think we should just get into it. I'm
1: down for that. Let's go. Cool.
0: All right, buckle up.
1: <laughs> buckle up, buckaroo. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the look on your face. <laughs> oh God. Okay. But <laughs> I didn't think it was gonna jerk around like that, the mic <laughs> just like kind of twisted its neck. It was uh. scary, okay, well, well,
0: I am going to tell us the story. Well, I'm going to tell you the story, and whoever else
1: who does listen to this podcast
0: um. The story of Bobby Joe Long, the serial killer.
1: Bobby Joe Long
0: and Lisa mcveigh the seventeen-year-old girl who
1: who uh, brainwashed the serial killer. Uh huh.
0: It's. A- I'm
1: step. I'm skeptical already.
0: <laughs> Why are you skeptical? It's no. It it happened. It this is not a. <laughs> it happened. This is true crime. It's true.
2: I I think I'm more, I'm I'm just skeptical and like, all right, now I need to know what happened before I can make a...
1: So you're curious.
2: Not even like really curious as much as I'm like, I, okay, I'm, it's not so much curious as much as I'm like, this doesn't sound like it should be real. (laughs) Just based off that intro, it's like, here's a serial killer and a 17 year old who brainwashed him. I'm like that.
0: Well, that's what some of the headlines were. Hmm. Okay. Would it make would it make you more believable? Would you believe it more if I said manipulated? Yeah, because she did both.
1: Yeah, big word.
0: But, well, right. I mean, anyways, get into let's, it. Let's let's start off with Bobby Joe Long, Robert Joseph Long, Robert Joseph Long, Bobby Joe,
1: <laughs> Bobby Joe,
0: Bobby Joe, Robert Joseph Long, was born on October fourteenth, nineteen fifty three, in Kenova, West Virginia to Joe and Luetta Long, who divorced when he was still very young. Um, Long was actually born with an extra X chromosome, uh, which is also known as 47XXY, which is a very specific variant of the Klinefelter syndrome. And this syndrome is like a condition that results in excessive estrogen production which uh, creates, like, female traits such as breast development. And Long was teased as a child for his large breasts and underwent breast reduction surgery in adolescence. He uh, also suffered multiple head injuries as a child, resulting from a shit ton of different accidents. Uh, He failed the first grade, He had a very dysfunctional relationship with his mother. He slept in the same bed as her until he was a teenager. Most sources said like 13 years old. Uh, And he reportedly resented the multiple short term boyfriends she would bring home. um, After a late night from her work, which was at a bar where she apparently wore racy clothing.
1: Racy. So cleavage. Yeah. So tits.
0: <laughs> yeah. So his relationship with his mother helped develop his hatred for women. Uh serial killers often have distressing childhood experiences that dictate their later crimes. So that's uh pretty important to keep in mind in this case. This is a pretty uh, this there was a lot of detail that went into this. So Long married his high school girlfriend, Cynthia, in 1974, and they had two children together. The uh, stress of parenthood apparently added a level of volatility to the marriage. And also, around this time, Long was actually involved in a serious motorcycle accident. He was hit by a vehicle while riding his bike and while riding his motorcycle and was hospitalized for several weeks. Ooh. So after that incident, accident, Cynthia claimed that long's temperament changed. Um, while he had always been pretty short-tempered, he started becoming physically violent with her and very impatient with their children. Uh, she once even reported to he was once reported to have choked Cynthia unconscious and slammed her head against a television.
2: He and, choked her unconscious, slammed her head against the television, and they didn't see Kelp right then and there?
0: Or did they? Oh. Um, when I came to, I was on the couch, Cynthia said, um, who has since remarried, and she was recalling that, of course, he was there crying. Saying, I'll never do it again. I'm so sorry. Then his next words were, when you drive yourself to get your stitches, if you tell them what really happened, I'll kill you when you get home. <laughs> um, Bro. <laughs> so that's kind of what? why she didn't seek help right then and there, because he threatened to murder her.
2: Okay, but the 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 whole, I'm sorry, I won't do it again. Jesus. I'm so sorry, I won't do it again. But like when you go get your stitches, if you tell anybody, you're done. It's like
0: yeah, pretty redundant. Yeah, but yeah, um, it wasn't much on Cynthia. I didn't really look up that much on it because I mean she's not. I mean she was affected pretty. I'm guessing pretty horribly by him, but I mean, she had nothing to do with what he later did. Long had he along with. Like after the accident, he developed a strangely overt, compulsive, and dangerous sex drive. Prime analy- analyst later uh, attributed his violent character to a sexual obsession, uh, labeling him as a sexual sadist. Um, it, even while he was in the body cast, like those weeks in the hospital after the motorcycle accident. Uh, he even managed to masturbate like five times a day while recovering Ugh. in an attempt to relieve himself.
1: In an attempt to relieve himself. Yes.
0: Um so Cynthia filed for divorce in
1: 1980 and left mm-hmm. with
0: the kids. Uh Long moved in with a female friend, uh Sharon Richards, who later actually accused him of rape and battery. Um, so he went down to Florida and he, within, so he moved down to Florida and he got a name as a classified ad rapist. He had committed at least 50 rapes in Fort Lauderdale, Ocala, Miami, and Dade County. Jesus. Uh- Jesus. So what he would do, starting in 1981, he began contacting women through the penny saver and other classified ads. And when he found a woman alone through these ads, he would ask to use the bathroom. And in the bathroom, he would take out his rape kit and rape and rob the women. He would pull a knife out on them, bind them, and then rob their homes after. You say he had a rape kit? Yes.
1: He had a little suitcase that he just had for doing that.
0: That's yeah. why I imagined. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty normal within serial killers and serial rapists to have like a murder or a rape kit, like their toolbox for. Gross. So, like, he would probably had the knife and the rope or whatever he used to. Ted Bundy had one. He had a pretty big one. Cops even found it when they pulled him over once, and they're like, "Oh, cool." see you later and then he went and killed like 60 people <laughs> they were like oh this
2: is an interesting suitcase you got here
0: anyways yeah, have your, a good evening your car's missing a front seat you should probably get that checked out but you have a good night there teddy Fucking <laughs> uh,
1: ridiculous.
2: i knew about like the the murder kit i knew about that one but i like i guess i just never imagined like the rape kit would be a thing
0: I mean, anyone who commits serial crimes will have something like that. Like, burglars have, obviously, like, their, like, burglary kits and, mm. like, stuff like that. And people who steal identities probably have, like... I mean, it's not, like, well-known thing or anything. But, like, I would imagine people who commit a lot of crimes have, like, their tools that they come prepared with whenever mm. they commit those crimes. He was... Tried and convicted of rape in 1981, but he requested a new trial, which was granted, and the charges were later dropped. Dropped. Yep, they were dropped completely. They were dropped. Wow. Um, and then in the fall of 1983, he was then charged with sending an inappropriate, sex-infused letter and photographs to a 12-year-old girl in Florida, oh. earning him a short jail sentence and probation.
1: He sent his nudes to a 12 year old girl
0: in the 80s. So he like, like, licked stamped and everything, Ugh. put it in an envelope.
1: Took that to the post office.
0: Yeah. Ew. And yep. to a 12 year old
1: girl. How did he know the girl? I don't know. He just did. No.
0: I mean, he probably didn't even know her, to be honest. It's the creepy guy. He, he just got the address. Oh well, yeah, creepy guys don't need to, like, know you to be creepy towards you.
2: True, He's got the address and was like, hmm, this one.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's I, I don't know the whole backstory to that. I didn't look it up. I'm guessing, like, if it's she's a minor, so the records were probably sealed. Like, she's probably mm-hmm. never identified or anything like that. So on March 27th, 1984, while still on probation for assault, Long raped and strangled 20-year-old Artis Ann Witt, which began his eight-month killing spree. Her body was later discovered on November 22nd um, in a really rural area. She was reportedly hitchhiking from Gas City, Indiana to Tampa, and she was actually engaged to be married. It's actually, like... In retellings of this crime of, like, him, a lot of people tend to forget that she was actually his first victim due to the fact that her body was not found till, like, a couple weeks before he was arrested or after. Something like that. Jeez. So that is was, she,
1: she's canonically, that's the first victim, was her, right?
0: Well, technically not. This, is, like, this is a true story. There's no canon, it's true.
2: I'm sorry. I was, I, in my head, I, I don't know <laughs> why I like I went to Jack the Ripper for a second there, and it's like there's the canonical five, and I was like, so canonically and she's Jack the first Jack the Ripper
0: one. was a thing too, though. He was yeah. He
2: well, was no, real? That's what they call. That's what they call his the five victims, the five confirmed victims from Jack the Ripper. They call confirmed. him them canon. Yeah, they're called the canonical five, because there's a chance that he could have had more, but those are like the five that it's like this is for sure. Jack so the, the known
0: Ripper. five. Yeah, just whenever canon- canonical just like has a connotation that it it's a like a fictional work. Oh, <laughs> I hear
2: canonical and I'm just like, this is a fact.
0: I don't know. Because but... everyone just used canon as a
1: <laughs> the shit can. It's
0: canonical and canonical. They always use it as
1: like.
2: No, they do. They do fandoms like fandoms and stuff. Yeah. But That's
0: where I like nowadays. That's the only place I see that word used.
2: Yeah, in, in fandoms and I guess also with like speculative stuff. It's like, well, here's the canon thing, but here's the conspiracy. Yeah, I get it. But anyway, so she was technically, the, she was the first.
0: She is. Yeah, she was the first victim. He murdered her in March, but her body wasn't found till November. Jesus. In May 1984, while driving on Nebraska Avenue in Tampa, in his 1978 maroon Dodge Magnum, uh, keep that in mind, he spotted a young woman walking um, along the avenue named Nyon Tee, Nyon Tai, sorry, uh, also known as Lana Long. She was an exotic dancer for the Sly Fox Lounge.
1: The Sly he- Fox Lounge. That's a good name.
0: Yeah, I thought it was a pretty clever name. I like that name. Um, he pulled up to her and offered her a ride, which she had accepted, but then he pulled his car off the road and took out a knife. And when Lana began screaming and attempting to fight back, he tied her up and drove to a more remote road where he then raped and strangled her. She was discovered in a field. Uh, She was nude and bound with a cord tied around her neck. And underneath her body was a white scarf tied in a knot. Um, According to police, her body was found face down. Her hands were, you know, bound behind her back and her legs were spread um, like extremely far apart. They actually measured it from heel to heel and it was five feet. Five feet? Yeah. So homegirl was doing the split. Um, he was known for posing his victims in very illicit poses, and it was her her scene was pretty gruesome. Uh,
1: Sounds gruesome.
0: Yeah. Two weeks later, his next victim was Michelle Sims, who was a 22 year old former beauty contestant. Uh, he lured her to his car and then beat and raped her, then slashed her throat repeatedly.
1: Repeatedly.
0: Yes. Her body was found under an Interstate 4 overpass. She was also found nude and bound, and her clothes were laying next to her. She'd been working as a receptionist, but she was reportedly um, also a drug user and involved in sex work.
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, detectives connected Sims and Lana Long's murders uh, when the same material a red nylon fiber was found on both women they then discovered Long's fourth victim which was Elizabeth Ludenbach about 17 days after she had been killed so on June twenty fourth, 1984 a uh, 22-year-old Elizabeth Lundback's body was discovered fully clothed in an orange robe. She'd been raped and strangled. Uh, she was a factory worker, but who? She was a factory worker who was never involved in sex work, and she just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time, just walking down the Nebraska Avenue, just blocks from her home, when she was abducted by Long on the evening of June 8
1: um those i think are the saddest ones just the wrong place wrong time
0: yeah and um it's important to note that i'm only i'm only listing whether the women were sex workers or drug users because that was long's kind of mo mm-hmm. was those were the victims that he see um so she was kind of she was different from his other victims because of that Uh, Her body was so badly decomposed when they found her, um, she was lying on her back in fully clothed. Long's fifth victim was 21-year-old Vicki Elliott, who had disappeared on September 7th on her way home from waitressing at the Ramada Inn. Elliott's body was not found until November 16th, and she had been strangled. Uh, then he, uh, and then his next victim was um, 18-year-old sex worker, Chanel Williams, who had been walking along a campus street when Long picked her up. After raping and attempting to strangle her, he pulled out a gun and shot her in the neck. Now he's got a gun. Yeah, his she was also pretty different from the other victims because he shot her instead of strangling her.
2: Yeah, I was noticing and, that pattern. I was like, okay, so his thing is strangling. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And it's like, and he pulled out a gun and shot her in the neck. I'm like, now he has a gun?
0: Yeah, and um, she was also different because she was actually his only, the only victim that he targeted that was black. Mm. All the others were white women. And as I look at their photos, they're also like all had dark hair. So has all... a type. Yes. Uh, she her body was also she wasn't bound, but she was nude with clothes laying next to her. And they actually linked her murder to the other ones because her clothing actually revealed the presence of those tiny red nylon fibers. Uh, there were two more murders following after. Um, police soon found the bodies of Carrington Spring and Kimberly Hawks. A 28-year-old Carrington Spring's body was found in an orange grove, and she had been strangled and bludgeoned to death. Uh, she was working, as she was also working as a sex worker on Nebraska Avenue. Uh, she had ligomer, ligature marks, which were present on her neck and she had been found 22-year-old Kimberly Hobbs' remains were found on the side of US 301 north on October 31st but her murder wasn't uh attributed to Bobby Joe right away she was she was found nude but the uh exposure to the elements that in the area that she was in made her body almost impossible to identify. And too much time had passed to collect forensic evidence from the scene. So through forensic analysis, uh, most of these murders were connected uh, from Sims and Loonbach's clothing, the white scar found under Lana Long, the tiny red nylon fibers were most likely from carpet, they assumed.
1: Mm, the carpet will get you every time.
0: So over the next eight months, uh, or like during these eight months, Long abducted, raped, and murdered at least 10 women in three counties in the Tampa Bay area. You said between how long? Three months? Eight months. Eight months. Okay. Yeah. Eight months to kill and rape From 10 like women. March to November.
1: That's a lot. In an eight month span.
0: Yeah, it's like eight months. Yeah. The investigation involved a ton of departments working together. Uh, there were personnel from the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office, the FBI, the Tampa Police Department, the Pasco County Sheriff's Office, and the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. The uh the victims' bodies were typically found in um a state of decomposition long after the murders, and they were all dumped near a rural roadside or dragged into the woods. And keep in mind, this is Florida, so bodies will decompose very fast in there.
2: Because of the heat and the humidity. And the, yeah. yeah.
0: The elements make um, things and bodies decompose very rapidly. Uh, he tended to target vulnerable women uh, mostly abducting women who were walking alone and those working as sex workers he would persuade women to enter his car where he would rape and torture them of his 10 known victims five were n- I, five were identified as sex workers Two as exotic dancers, and the remaining three were a factory worker, a student, and one with an unknown occupation. Uh, during this time period, um, Long also continued his classified ad raids, and he attacked 33-year-old Linda Nuttall in her home, who she survived. She was a survivor. Mm. But then enters Lisa McVeigh. Mm. So, Lisa McVeigh Nolan was born in March 1967. She's an American police officer, school resource officer, and motivational speaker from Tampa, Florida. She had been forced by her drug and alcohol-addicted mother to move in with and take care of her grandmother at the age of 14. Um, Previously, she had been in and out of foster care. She said, I was being, she said that, uh, I was being sexually abused at home. My grandmother's boyfriend used to put a gun to my head every time he molested me for three years. It was nothing new to me. One bad situation got me to another bad situation is what saved my life because the night before the abduction, I'm doing my suicide note and the next night I'm fighting for my life. So she literally, the night before she got abducted, she wrote her suicide note. She was going to kill herself
1: yeah and
0: then um when he abducted her she realized uh that she didn't want to die and she survived yeah um she fought for her
1: life shout out to her Her,
0: she's a bad bitch um she said wait no not like this (laughs) yeah her her story is kind of i was like getting really bummed out reading her Story like about her like early childhood, because her grandmother's boyfriend, the reason why she was going to kill herself from what I could find um was it was finally her last straw when her grandmother's boyfriend said that he actually wanted her to become pregnant with his child, and she was like she couldn't take that anymore, mm-hmm. so she wrote her note and everything, and she was leaving work, and she was just getting ready to do the
1: deed kill herself not the other deed <laughs> kill herself so that's a lot of a, a words a
0: deed is not the <laughs> deed is not suicide but she was
1: trying to commit suicide
0: um, so on November 3rd in 1984 McVeigh was snatched from her bicycle on the ride home to her grandmother's house after work um, at the Krispy Kreme there around two o'clock in the morning. Mm, A man ran at her, pushed her off her bike, then dragged her into his car and blindfolded her. That's so fucking rude. That's <laughs> he pushed her off her bike. He charged at her and pushed her off the bike, then and then dragged, dragged her, her into the forest. Yes. Um,
2: that is he- every woman's nightmare. <laughs>
0: I mean, Coming everything true. that she went through is every woman's
2: nightmare. Yeah, but like, that's just like, that's like the daily nightmare. That's like when you walk to your car in the parking garage, you like, there's always that fear that someone's going to come out
1: of the shadows and just take you away. Yeah. Like, and it actually happened.
0: Um, He forced her to perform oral sex and then brought her back to his apartment where he raped her repeatedly and even showered with her. Uh, She was blindfolded for most of it um, and held at gunpoint, raped and tortured for over 26 hours. Uh, She tried to connect with him even after he raped her repeatedly and sodomized her once. In a moment of bizarre kindness, when Long washed and brushed her hair in the bathroom, McVeigh asked him why he'd done this to her and he blamed his hatred for women and she quoted him saying to get back at all women in general because of a recent heartbreak or breakup.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Did he take it very well? Did he, did he appreciate this? No, wait, he, he was the one, one who said it. Okay.
2: I was like, oh, I thought she just empathized really hard with him.
0: Well, um, so she did. She continued to listen to him, like talk about all his stupid little problems. Uh, with women and she like showed him sympathy. She even offered to be like his secret girlfriend. And she even told him that she told him a fake story that she was the only child of an ill parent. So she said she was the sole caretaker of her sick father. And he like sympathized with that. Her attempts to connect with him ultimately saved her life because in the early hours of November 4th, um long Long ordered uh, McVeigh, who was still blindfolded, back into his car. She counted the steps in his house and noted his red carpet. Um, First, he drove a short distance to a 24-hour bake machine, and she said she'd heard the sounds of the ATM, and from her blindfold, she caught a glimpse of the word magnum on the car, on the car dashboard, Mm -hmm. which was um, unique to that 1978 model. Uh, He released her in a remote location and instructed her to keep her blindfold on for five minutes while he escaped. Once she arrived home, I hope this man, like, also went to jail. She was beaten by her guardian's boyfriend and interrogated for five hours about her whereabouts before they called the fucking cop.
1: Jesus. So she got
0: home and beat her man.
2: More. She gets home after going through this absolute shit storm of being repeatedly raped Yeah, and having to sympathize with her perpetrator yeah. to, in order to save her goddamn life. She, this, she has been stuck in a state of survival for well over 26 hours. And then she goes home and she gets the shit beat out of her and interrogated.
0: By the it's same just guy, guy that was, was by the same guy that had been raping her. For
2: <laughs> it was one one life altering trauma, immediately followed by another one. Yep, from somebody who was already traumatizing. Oh my god,
1: she's a G.
0: Um, so her account remained consistent, and that's when they decided to call the police for her. It's fucking stupid. Anyway, she intentionally left fingerprints on several surfaces in Long's bathroom. To help police identify her in the event of her death. So she was like blindfolded in the bathroom. She was like touching everything, making sure that her fingerprints were on the fact everything. That she, that she like could.
2: was smart enough and intelligent or wise, whatever. I don't know what word you would want to use in that.
1: The fact that she
2: knew or at least had the instinct to do that. Yeah. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, this um, poor girl. What happened in your life? A lot apparently, but like oh my god, that you get kidnapped and you're like, "Oh, I should leave my DNA or I should leave my fingerprints."
0: Well, I think so it's like just a thing of survival. Like, I think like, everyone has that thought of survival and like hopefully getting like making sure that if something does happen to them, at least they can catch whoever did it. So they can like not continue doing it to others, because mm-hmm. um, I mean you'll see all the time victims always they'll scratch and get skin fol- skin and hair follicles under their nails, or they'll like pull out hair and put it somewhere like in the car or something. I think it's just like a survival tactic that a lot of us probably kind of have if we've been if it's like been drilled into us enough. But through her description of her captor. Um, his vehicle, and the route that they took, um, police were actually able to track Long down and connect him to the other murders. Uh, They began a surveillance operation, um, like a 24-hour surveillance operation, arrested Long on November 16, 1984, for the sexual assault and kidnapping of McVeigh. Forensic tests um, on McVeigh's clothing actually revealed the presence of that those same red carpet fibers that were discovered on the other victims. And that's how he was linked to all of them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh McVeigh later proclaimed, quoting say, quote saying, I would say thank you for choosing me and not another 17-year-old girl. Another 17-year-old girl would probably wouldn't have been able to handle it the way that I have. I truly believe that all the abuse I had been through in my life helped me get out of that situation. Um, After he had been arrested, the remains were found of 18-year-old Virginia Johnson. Wait, no, not after he'd been arrested. But after um, McVeigh came back, um, 18-year-old Virginia Johnson's remains were found on November 6th and 21-year-old Kim Swans were found on November 12th. However, only only bones were left of Johnson, but a ligature cord was found at the scene, and Swan, who had also been a dancer at the Sly Fox, had ligature marks on her neck and wrists. And the same red carpet fibers were found at both of the crime scenes. Oh God, where am I now?
2: That just goes to, like, Just don't have carpet. If you plan on being a serial killer, don't. But if you are going to commit
1: to it, don't have carpet. I guess.
0: I mean, it was the '80s. Everyone had. Everyone had fucking carpet. Um, you know, if you are going to be a serial killer, do have carpet. Yes, do have carpet. Do
1: have carpet. It
0: makes it.
1: It makes it more interesting. Don't
0: murder. Don't
1: murder. Don't murder. Don't commit murder. But
0: go to a psychiatrist. <laughs> Do that. Do that. Seek start. help. Yeah, seek help. Um so at the time of his capture, Long was actually wanted in three Tampa Bay area jurisdictions where investigators had collected multiple forms of forensic evidence, including clothing, carpet fibers, semen, ligature marks, and rope knots. Uh, they acquired. I was gonna
1: ask about
2: that. Sorry, I was gonna ask about that with the with like a sane kit. I was gonna say, did they test it on any of the girls?
0: Yeah, that's how they found out that they were so all okay.
2: Raped.
0: okay. They they, anytime they, a woman is found murdered like that, they'll, they but it did, was kids.
2: it like there wasn't DNA was a thing, yeah? They found or, semen.
1: Well, that's what I mean, but they couldn't like trace it to him.
0: I wouldn't think that his semen would, his like, like. DNA would be in the system because Mm. um, he was on probation, but they only they would usually only put like fingerprints.
2: Yeah, I didn't know how like much it it because like I was like I know DNA was a thing,
0: but I don't know if it was was like so it was very like it wasn't as advanced Mm -hmm. as it it was very still it was still in the early stages of forensic evidence and science.
1: Mm. Okay, well.
0: But I mean, it doesn't matter still, they found him eventually. <laughs> um still like even though they did have like the semen stuff they can't just run it and find him they have to have something to compare it to. So they would need a sample of his DNA first. I um, do
1: much prefer the
2: word manipulated now when it comes
1: to the girl. That was the one that manipulated him, right? It was the
2: one that you just talked about. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 just it works better now that I know the story. I'm like, yeah, she did, and it saved yeah. her goddamn life. I love that. I love that for her. I love that she was um, able to be to survive, not the situation, obviously, but the fact that she was able to get
1: herself out. Yeah. Awesome. Well,
0: I mean, I wouldn't say that she. I wouldn't say that she manipulated someone and then just be like, and then she lost. <laughs>
1: like, i mean but, but she survived what yeah, like would did. have been a very terrible and brutal death
2: um i mean only to go home and then get, get the ship beaten out of her but and that also to for her to 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 be able to survive was what
1: blew the case open so yeah like, i don't shout think- out
2: to her and the One of the things that did it was the fact that she was able to
1: manipulate him by sympathizing.
0: I don't think um, they would have been able to. I don't think uh, he would have been caught if it weren't for her.
1: I don't think so. Based off
2: everything Um, that's being said, like.
0: Yeah, she really. Not unless there was something
2: else to like crack it open. Because, like, if he got rid of the carpet for some reason, well, there goes that. If he, like, whatever, or, or, like, if his DNA did end up in the system somehow, boom, there's a match. But, like,
0: well, I believe the carpet uh, was either in his apartment or his car. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he ever would have been able to get rid of the carpet. But yeah, it was, yeah, if it weren't for her, like, doing what she did, it, uh, I don't think he would have been caught. Yeah. Um, It's just pretty unfortunate that the first time he fucking raped someone that they just like dropped the charges and then he went on to kill 10 women. Again, it just goes year. back
2: to what we talk about every time, which is like... Stop dude,
0: letting them out! <laughs> Stop letting
1: them out! Just
0: let them stay in there and think about what they did. Keep them in there. <laughs> fucking
1: Force them to see help.
0: I don't, they're, like, too far gone at that point. Just let them fucking sit in there and rot. Let them No, I mean, there. like,
2: at an early age. Like, if he's,
0: he was sleeping yeah, with his mother until
2: he was a teenager.
0: They're sleeping in the same bed. In the same bed. Which, like, I mean, is pretty normal for poor families. But. And um, he was doing it
1: solely out of choice.
0: I don't really know. Or, like, I think she it was forcing him to.
2: Like, I don't know.
0: I have Regardless, a that's weird. it was more of a financial thing.
2: Was it financial?
0: I mean, that's what I'm getting from it. I don't have anything to like back that up. I um, just think that's more financial.
2: If it was financial, but, okay, fine, I get that. If it was not financial, that's sign number one.
0: I mean, I don't know. Just he was just a weird fucking guy.
2: He was, but like, I mean, you see the sign so early.
0: Yeah, but like, I don't know. I'm just so it's like, see help then. They don't get that help by that time lock him up and throw away the key stop letting him out well back to the story police so the way the police actually found him was that they acquired a list of all 1978 Dodge Magnum owners in Hillsborough County uh, which I think was a, like a pretty exclusive or specific car so I don't think there was like that many and they subpoenaed the records for all pink machines in northern Tampa and then they compared the list to the. So they compared both of those lists and then they found that only one 1978 Dodge Magnum owner had used the bank machine at 3 a.m. on November 4th, which was uh, Bobby Joe Long. Mm. His name is so like Virginian.
1: <laughs> Bobby Joe Long.
0: And his mom's name was Luetta. That's so, that's so mountain people. (laughs) So they arrested Long outside of a movie theater. And he actually signed a formal Miranda waiver and consented to questioning. And after the detectives procured a confession for the McVeigh case, they then began questioning on um, a series of unsolved sexual battery homicides in the area. And as the detectives questioned him, he replied, I'd rather not answer that. Uh, And then the detectives continued their uh, interrogation. They showed him photographs of the murder victims. They, like, showed him all their evidence. And then he stated, the complexion of things sure have changed since you came back into the room. I think I might need an attorney. However, no attorney was provided, and he then eventually confessed to eight murders in Hillsborough County and one in Pasco County. He was later connected to the recently discovered murder of Vicki Elliott. So he was linked, obviously, through the red carpet fibers. He committed. He confessed to committing ten murders. However he alluded to the possibility of others. In the trial, the uh, Hillsborough County State Attorney's Office and the Public Defender's Office of Hillsborough County reached a plea bargain deal. The Long, uh, so Long pled guilty on September 24th, 1985 uh, to eight of the homicides and the abduction and rape of Lisa McVeigh. He received... 26 life sentences without the possibility of parole. 24 concurrent and two to run consecutively to the first 24. Seven life sentences with the possibility of parole after 25 years. Um, The state retained the option to seek the death penalty for the murder of Michelle Sims. And in July 1986, Long was found guilty and sentenced to die in Florida's electric chair. Um, and although he confessed to raping and killing women, his confession was thrown out. So his trial proceeded straight to the penalty phase, uh, which was possible in the 1980s with a, I think, with a guilty plea. And in early 1985s, when he received the death penalty. He was convicted and appealed his first degree murder conviction and death sentence for crimes committed in Hillsborough County he appealed his first-degree murder conviction and sentence of death in the death of Virginia Frick Johnson. On that appeal, Long's death sentence was vacated, his conviction reversed, and his case remanded back to the trial court with directions to enter an order of acquittal. Um, and on February twenty-fourth, 1999, Long accused the Capital Collateral Regional Council the state office defending death row inmates in their appeals of revealing his private letters to a book author, thus violating attorney-client privilege. However, an investigation concluded that none of these allegations were um, true. Um, Long's petition for a writ of mandamus to require Bob Billinger The public defender for the Sixth Judicial Circuit to relinquish possession and control of his file in State V Long and was denied. This man was doing a lot of I don't know if he was bored, but he was falling off in there. (laughs) So according to the Florida Department of Corrections, Long was ultimately serving one five-year sentence, 4 99 9-year sentences, 28 life sentences, one death sentence. Um, And on April 23rd, 2019, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed Long's death warrant, uh, the first death warrant he'd signed since taking office in January of 2019. Um, Long was one of the longest serving inmates on death row. He ate his final meal at 930 a.m. local time. He requested roast beef, bacon, french fries and soda and never specified which soda. Um, when Long was executed on May 23rd, more than 30 years after his conviction, McVeigh and Linda Nuttall were present. He was pronounced dead at 7 p.m. and had made no last statement. Lisa McVeigh sat in the front row and said, I wanted to look him in the eye. I want to be the first person he saw, but unfortunately he didn't open his eyes. She really, she said she wanted him to see him before she, she wanted him to see her before he died.
1: I mean, you know what? She's scary. I don't blame her. I like her. Um, I think, okay, so.
0: Yes. Okay, so, where's Lisa now? In 1994, McVeigh began working for the Hillsborough County Parks and Recreation Department. Um. One day, she reported a break-in at the office, and the deputy who came to the scene said to her, you've got the attitude to be a cop. Ever thought of that? And in 1994, she transferred to the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office as a dispatcher and became a reserve deputy. So she did become a cop. She put herself through the police academy and was deputized in 2004. She actually works in the same department that found and arrested her captor and specializes in combating sex crimes and working to protect children. She also works as a middle school resource officer and uses her story to teach students how to handle potentially dangerous situations. And this is one thing that I think we need to, like, binge-watch tonight. On Hulu, there mm-hmm. is the, on American Hulu, there is I Survive Season 7, Episode 6, is her episode. Mm-hmm. But I, I did this too yes. while I was at work, so I didn't get to watch it.
2: Um, I'm down for watching that.
0: She also tells her story with author Joy Willman in the 1997 book Smoldering Embers. Um, she also features in the documentary crime series Surviving Evil, hosted by Charisma Carpenter, in the 2013 episode called Nobody's Victim. Her, tra- her story is dramatized in the 2018 television film. Believe Me, The Abduction of Lisa McVeigh. Which I feel like I watched that one, but I don't remember.
1: I know that I haven't, Um, so.
0: I've seen like a few of those lifetime like crime movies and I just, I don't know, something doesn't sit right with me whenever they do their like dramatizations of those things. I would much rather just like watch a documentary or retelling of it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just um,
1: I, also dramatizations.
2: Just I, I prefer like an interview with the victim. I feel like dramatizations,
1: are just I don't know. I don't know. I think I, it's like, just because
0: they fuck up a lot of details. Yeah, like, and then the acting, lines, I don't mind. But like, I th- here's the thing: it's lifetime re- dramatizations, specifically lifetime. lifetime. Dramatization. lifetime that network rubbed me the wrong way
1: (laughs) you know there's also what's that one that
2: i always watch on hulu why women kill the acting is what kills me on it like it's a comedy to me it's these terrible stories about women who kill but i'm like it's so hard to take it seriously when that wig is so obviously from party city
0: um there's one story from there's one episode on there of the girl who was like um, raped by this guy in like the nineteen, like tens or something. Mm-hmm. And her mother, or no, she, her she told her mother, and so her mother took her over there and was like the bar that he was at. And her mom was, and they were both like, um, hey, you, like, you flowered my daughter. It's 1910. and <laughs> uh, they were like, um hello you have to marry her now and she was there like yeah you son of a bitch like give me your fucking finances (laughs) and he was like um no and so she just fucking stabbed him
1: yeah (laughs) the girl that
0: he raped in the fucking it was in new york and she's got sentenced to like two years in prison (laughs) like everyone was on her side they're just all like we have to do something even though we don't want to and it was such a happy, I love that story. She got married afterward and lived a happy life.
1: I love that one that too. That was such
0: a great story. But that was Lisa McVeigh's survival story.
1: She sounded that long. It is long. It was very long,
2: but.
0: There's more. I just, I was, I was like, I'm already eight pages deep. I can't do this <laughs>
2: Well, if anybody wants to know more, they can
1: learn out more about it on their own time. Go watch the documentary. Um, go read a book. Touch grass and read a book.
0: Um, most people who read books, just
1: I don't know. I, I sit outside, but
2: I guess I'm in the minority in that.
0: I mean, a lot of people do it, but still, that's you all. Touch grass and just, read just a book. go outside <laughs> and exercise. <though. laughs>
1: go outside.
0: Um, but uh, yeah, yep, yeah, that's the story of Lisa McVeigh.
2: Well, she sounds like a badass. What? What a woman! Well, I guess kind of running on the theme of women, do you like to hear about my cryptid?
0: Yeah. Okay. Actually, no.
2: Well, I'm going to tell Let's you anyways. Home, <laughs> no, I'm telling you anyways. Okay. <clears throat> so, how much do you know about Hawaiian? Some, some, okay. some. So my cryptid, she technically like she falls under the cryptid category, but also like not. It's it's kind of in this weird area between cryptid and
0: like folklore. A loose term.
2: It is. It, it kind of it borders more on like folklore and legends.
0: Well, I mean, cryptid is technically just something that's been claimed to be true but never been proven. So like basically mm-hmm. anything is a cryptid. Yeah. Hitler's pretty suicide much. is a cryptid.
1: That is.
2: That's very true.
0: Well, the
2: one that I'm going to be talking about that mic is that like mic peak is going to kill me because um, it scares me each time. <laughs> um, so the one that I'm going to be talking about today is called Pele, also known as Pele Honomoea, um, which translates to "She Who Shapes the Sacred Land," and Pele is or Madame Pele, as most people call her. Is the goddess of fire and volcanoes in Hawaiian
0: mythology? And what what? Not to sound stupid, but uh, that's definitely in Moana. No, yeah, she is. She is in Moana. Yeah, <laughs> I know it because they call her Pele. Uh
2: huh. Yeah, Pele's in there. I love her. Um. Well, Pele is. I mean, she's a really big be- figure in in Hawaiian culture and, yeah. and Polynesian culture in general. She's huge.
0: Oh man, um, I want to watch Moana. Man, I love that movie.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I want to, and and I, I just like, I, she cracks me up because so many of her stories are really cool. I highly suggest reading a bunch of her stories. Like, I highly one.
0: suggest watching Moana. Yeah,
2: if 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 y'all haven't watched Moana yet, oh my um, god, and, yeah, I think
0: oh, Johnson sings.
2: <laughs> he does. <laughs> the Rock sings.
0: I there's a the chicken
2: rock. that just like vibes. He's the the, the, I wish the definition.
0: Pig, I wish the pig was more in the movie. I actually kind of hated the chicken.
2: The
1: chicken,
0: it's just, it's solely comic movie.
2: relief. But the chicken was killing me because I just like, it, it is the definition of head empty.
0: I like
2: the pig. I love the pig.
1: The
0: pig's, no, adorable. The pig. The pig's
2: adorable. Also just the music of Moana. On Disney Plus, they have um, mm-hmm. two versions of Moana. So they have the one yeah. that has all the different languages and then they have one that is in the native Hawaiian tongue. The whole movie is in the native Hawaiian tongue. And it's awesome to hear. It is beautiful to hear the music too. Um, so anyway, so yeah, is a really huge figure in it because she is again the goddess of fire and volcanoes. Um, she's also associated with Hulu, even though her sister, um, who I think it's Nakana, Nakana? I don't know. Yeah. No, it's got like a weird like the line above the A, but I think it's Nakana because I, I looked mm-hmm. it up earlier. Nakana, which is the one who technically was the first one to do Hulu. A lot of Hulu dances are in worship of Pele. So she's associated with Hulu really hard because of are that. Hulu or Hulu? Hula, not oh. Hulu. Hula, Hula. Yeah.
0: We were just talking about Hulu.
2: So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was confused because I was like, is Hulu like a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So the Hawaiian
2: dance that is really pretty and has like the storytelling to it. That's gorgeous. Um, Yeah. So she's associated with that. But she so long story short, uh, she who shapes the land. She's a very big figure. I love a lot of her mythologies, too. Like my favorite mythology is there's one that the point of it is like to explain a natural phenomenon, like when an ice cap covers an active volcano. And the story basically goes that Pele goes up to these four other Kupua. That's another thing. Is that Pele technically I mean she's a goddess, but she technically is this thing called a kupua. Disney in Moana translated it to demigod, but that's not quite right because they're Mm -hmm. not like half god, half human. They're just like human plus. plus. And then they get Yeah, immortals with like really powerful powers that Mm -hmm. can like shape the land and burn the earth and um so they kind of got upgraded to goddesses with mm-hmm. English language or like with the Western or not Western, I guess Eastern. I guess that would make us Eastern at that point. Whatever colonizers rolling in and they were like, that's a God and you can't have that anymore. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> so um, but technically she's a cupola. And so she goes up to these other four cupolas, respectively, the cupola of the snow, the sno- uh, the cupola of ice, water and um I think it's soil is what it is. Or it was like Terra, which I think is soil. Yeah, terra is this type of soil. Yeah. So they all are doing this thing that I want to try so bad. It's much safer than it sounds, but the name sounds badass, which is Hawaiian lava sledding. And they're That's like so zipping fun. down the island and then falling into the water and then getting up and running up to the front. And Pele rolls up and she has a different name and she's appears as this very young and beautiful girl and she's like hey i didn't i left mine at home but i want to join you all can i borrow one and they are like hey yeah and she zips down the mountain so fast that it looks like sparks are trailing off of her sled mm-hmm. that she borrows uh well the couple of the snow gets really competitive and suggests a competition and they do the competition. They get some local farmers to play as judge. They ultimately say that the cup of the snow is the one that wins, and they and then Pele gets. She argues with this. She's like, "No, that's not. No, that's not right." Because she's a very competitive and passionate spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what what kind of characteristics would you give a volcano goddess?
1: Hot headed.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and she checks out because uh, she gets upset and um the local volcano that they were doing this on uh starts to shake and that's when they all realize that they just pissed off pele
0: <laughs> whoops <laughs>
2: um
0: like, oh, shit. God, yeah sorry.
2: and because her powers are connected to the volcanoes um like the closer she is to them the more the stronger she's going to be um they combine all their powers together to they combine all of their powers together and cap the volcano
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then she's just like well all right this isn't worth it and then she just dips and i love it um but she has so many other amazing stories like that all of them at some point involving her either getting super competitive or somewhat offended and then just being like lava party for you all and it's great
0: right <laughs> yeah like, oh you didn't let me win genocide yeah <laughs> Well, and I,
2: and I have to bring that up because that does play into it. So, Pele, um, she for the most part she lives on the summit of Kilauea, um, within the crater of it. So basically, mm-hmm. when she first she was like bouncing around from island to island, and there actually was already a being in the Kilauea, um, summit, and then he got wind that Pele was coming, and he just dipped in the mythology <laughs> and she was like perfect and then she lives there now but the cryptid part comes in in that in oh god where did i put it so in the early 1800s um hawaiian culture basically was put on lockdown right because colonizing
1: yeah, was there
2: was a revolution going. yep oh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So everything got put on lockdown and they basically outlawed the Hawaiian, Hawaiian religion.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They were like, you can't practice this anymore. You can't do this anymore. So there is a story that says that when that went into effect, Pele, along with all of the other kupuas and gods, basically they just disappeared and they took on new forms. Pele specifically took on the form of either one of three things at any given time which is an old woman, a small white dog, or a beautiful redheaded woman. Okay. Or just a beautiful woman in general. Sources varied. So, more often than not, all of the um, ex- encounters that I found was with Pele either in her white dog form or in her old woman form. So, because of that, elderly women are given a lot of respect in Hawaiian culture because mm-hmm. They don't know what she looks like; they just know that it's an old woman. Pele could be an old woman, and if you piss her off you you're not gonna get saved from the subsequent lava party yeah and but if you're nice to her, if you help her, then she'll spare you and you get a lot of luck mm-hmm. um, so they're really big about like if they see an old woman, they will feed them or give them water, or they'll like the big one is that. Um, where is it one of the big ones is that Pele will sometimes be a hitchhiker so if you're they're driving down the road and they see like an old woman it's super normal for it's like expected you need to pull over and pick up the hitchhiker which is an old this old lady and because there's a very high chance yeah there's a very high chance that it's Pele if you keep on driving um, you could experience really bad luck the rest of your life because you just pissed off Pele. And if you pick her up, then you and it is Pele. Congrats. You just got the favor of a god. And if not, then I guess you helped an old lady. It's more just for like,
0: you No, know there's an old lady writing on that somewhere. <laughs>
2: of somewhere and I, I hope that she keeps it up all of the encounters involving that specific one with Pele. And there's a lot in between like the late, like the beginning of the early 1900s to even now, Um, the most recent one happening in 2019, um, which involved a guy who he was just driving down um to Fiti, of all places. Mm-hmm. He was just driving down that way, saw an old lady walking the side of the road. He pulled over and asked her where she needed to go. And he was like, I'm headed into the city. I can take you. Um, And she was like, "Okay, cool. And she got in the backseat of his car. And when he checked his mirrors and started to peel out, she wasn't there anymore. She just like Uh disappeared. And so that was his encounter with Pele. And he said from there on, he won the lottery. (laughs) And his life just got really good from there on. So he got the blessing Uh of Pele.
1: So, for him,
2: yeah, there is also reports that occasionally, if like, and I know that there has to be an old lady out there writing on this too. Um, some local legends say that if like an old white lady comes up to your door and knocks on your door and asks for um drinks and smokes, that's probably Pele and you have to give them to her, otherwise, lava party. The
0: Swedish have the same thing, except yeah, it's a horse, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you're right. Um, I don't know why the horses like it, the, the horse wants to take all your beer.
2: There are other ways also to invoke the anger of Pele. Uh the number one, which also I feel like should just be common spe- common sense in general, because it's like respect the island, respect the people. Do not, if you ever find yourself in Hawaii, if you ever find yourself at the summit of Kilauea, don't take the fucking rocks. <laughs> Because you'll yeah. piss off Pele because she is connected to the rocks and for overall anything that comes off of that. She's the lava goddess. Um, um, and this counts to all of the islands of Hawaii, um, just very specifically Kilauea.
0: I actually, I know. The Kilauea, I um, said the summer. Like one or two the, people that have had that, that happen. Mm-hmm. Like they took a rock and then like
2: a Shit couple people in
0: their family died. Yeah, because it's Like cursed. literally within like three months.
2: Yeah, it's hella cursed. Um, encounters of people doing that uh involves, for the most part, they would say that they would see the white dog. They would like pick up a rock and pocket it, mm-hmm. and then a white dog would appear, snarl at them, and then of course when they would like it freaked say, out,
0: dog should like bite
2: people. Yeah, like it would threaten them, and then like the three cases that I was able to find where that like. All of them said that they either ran away or they, like, shooed the dog away or they threw the rock at the dog. Asshole to that one, by the way. Um They threw the rock at the dog. I
0: mean, I, I um, would throw things at a dog. I throw things at my dog.
2: Then they would, like, turn around or, like, check to see if the dog is chasing dog. after them. And the dog was just gone. And so that was probably Pele, like, we don't put that back.
0: Yeah.
2: Lava party. And
0: (laughs) put that back or so help me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um and all of them said that uh once they took the rocks, shit went south almost immediately, like their boat sank and they had to use the rescue vest. They something happened with their money and they like lost all their money. Someone died. Um, plane cancels, all of that sort of stuff was and it was started up immediately after taking the rock and encountering the dog. Um which the dog doesn't always show up. Sometimes it's just you take the rock and shit go south.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: so don't touch the rocks. Uh, the other thing is don't eat the berries because they are sacred to Pele. They're... Well, you should
0: just never eat berries you find
2: yeah. out in the wild anyway.
0: <laughs> Unless, like, you're an experienced forager.
2: Yeah. So an important note to travelers looking for authentic souvenirs of their Hawaiian vacation never remove and take home a lava rock from any of the islands, especially from Kilauea, because lava is a sacred piece of the fire goddess and bad luck will befall anyone who dares to remove it from Pele's home. It is also considered offensive to eat any of the Ohelo berries, Ohelo berries that grow along the edges of Halamauamau, which is where Kilauea is. Without first offering them to the goddess or requesting permission, because they are a sacred fruit to her. And um, in my opinion, they kind of look like the berries that grow in the bush outside my parents' house that are definitely poisonous. Um, But those are what the berries look like, by the way. And they're very bright and colorful. Yeah. (laughs) It's
0: bright and colorful.
2: colorful. There is also one encounter that um, a man had where he was working a stall at a like food vendor thing and this old white lady walked up to him and asked like if she could get a discount and because of like the respect surrounding women he was like oh you can take one of whatever you want and she like grabbed a beer and took like a loaf of bread and then said thanks and turned around and walked away and he claims that he blinked and the old woman was just gone and about 10 minutes later he found like 400 bucks stashed Somewhere oh, in his wow. stall that he had no clue where it came from. So that's yeah. So she's technically, it's like it's technically encrypted because it's still active even today. That was the one of the stories from that one was 2017. Mm-hmm. Um and then 2019 being the most recent that
1: I was oh, able wow. to find.
2: And that was the guy with the hitchhiker. And yeah. a lot of them involve a lot of them involve the hitchhiking scenario where they're just driving along and there's a little old lady on the side of the road. Um, and just in modern encounters, because again, they don't know what she looks like. They just know yeah. that Pele's is an old lady or a white dog.
0: Interesting.
2: Yeah. And that came in because of the, I don't know if I ever finished saying that, but when uh, the colonizers came in and said absolutely not, um, all of the Kupuas, yeah, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, all of the Kupuas like disappeared mm-hmm. into society, and Pele was the only one. That was like, this is most definitely what I'm gonna be. uh, And you still have to worship me to be nice to me. And because they don't know which one she is, they just default on her nice to everybody, which, like,
0: I mean, I'd do the same. You'd be like.
2: (laughs) So, but yeah, so that's Pele.
0: That's cool. I like that. That's Pele.
2: And I highly, highly, highly suggest getting into her, just the mythology in general. Hawaiian mythology is really cool. I mean, like, you know, with most mythologies and folklores, there's a, folklores usually have a lesson to be learned. Mm-hmm. Mythology usually like it's a explanation for some weird natural ph- phenomenon, yeah. like the basalt deposits and stuff like that. Or they're like big metaphors. Hawaiians take it a next level and it's super interesting, like the mm-hmm. lava sledding thing. Yeah. Um, they also have one where like she's in a constant fight with her ex-boyfriend. Um, and because on the island that they're on one half gets more rain than the other
1: mm-hmm.
2: and so it's supposed to be like an explanation as to why does that island do that it's because Paley's constantly fighting with her ex
0: <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> I'm vibe with that, that that's why that guy left his volcano
2: yeah <laughs> but I love it all of her mythology is great Hawaiian mythology is great in general Pele's just are great, too, because she's a petty queen, and I love it.
0: I like that. That's cool.
2: But yeah, and but she's still active even in modern day, and that's what makes her a cryptid. So if you ever find yourself in Hawaii, uh, be nice to the old ladies and the white dogs. Mm-hmm. Don't take the rocks. Don't eat the berries. <laughs> Pretty easy, I think. You know, just respect yeah. the land and the people. Um, otherwise, uh, there ain't no party like a Pele party.
0: Yeah.
2: Subsequent to lava party. But yeah, so that's my cryptid. pele A
1: lava party. A lava party.
0: Well that was interesting.
1: Yeah. That was my cryptid. Was a ancient volcano goddess.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I like that. I have like a whole list because like I keep getting suggested stuff.
1: <laughs> I do too.
0: Lisa mcveigh was already not, was like on my list. Man. That was a long one.
1: It was a long one. This was a long episode, but it's not going to be bad. I think I think this one will be fun.
2: That yeah. was that was an involved story and shout oh yeah, there was out a to ton the ton of information on that.
0: Yeah. Um I'm surprised I haven't like heard much of the Bobby Doe Long.
2: It's a pretty brutal case. Guy. Now that I've heard it, I'm like, this is
0: fucked up, man. That is
2: fucking brutal, man.
0: Yeah. And like, there's probably <laughs> more of his victims out there. Probably. Which sucks.
1: Um, but, yeah. yeah. Let's he's sick Pele up. after him.
0: <laughs> I give him a rock. <laughs> oh, he's dead. <laughs> He
1: died. No, um, that. Yeah, he did. I'm just saying. I mean, she's a god. She could totally like, curse Maybe. just the thought of him. Maybe. I
0: don't know. But yeah, that was the show.
1: It was. Bye.
0: Well, you gotta <laughs> do the outro.
2: <laughs> 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 Bye. Slammed laptop, ends recording. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just, it's just like 20 minutes of white noise after that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just like soft brown noise.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> okay. All right. Let's actually
1: wrap it up.
0: All right. Well, this has been criminal slash cryptid. Bye.
1: Bye.
0: Oh, and also follow us on our social. Media.
1: Oh, yeah. That's a thing. And like, like and
0: share whatever else you do. I don't know anymore. I'm tired.